Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our love revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more, because we need more love in the universe. Yes, we do. And no matter what level you're on, we're here to take you higher. Yes. So today we have another amazing episode for you guys. Uh, Today's topic is, is it love or lust? Ooh, juicy. Love or lust. So this is targeted mainly towards you singles, but you couples can learn something from it as well. Maybe they can learn some lust. That's right. Learn some (laughs) lust. Lust, lust, lust. Yes. Is it love or lust? Good one. Yes. But before we jump into that juicy topic, let's do some catching up with the clocks. Okay. So, baby, anything new, exciting that you want to share with the listeners? You know, I have really been learning a lot about AI and how to use it <laughs> in business. I was going to talk to you about that. And too, I'm so excited about it. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm about to ride a whole new wave of yeah. energy when it comes to creating and business and what I'm able to do. You know, I feel like for myself, I'm a yeah. really creative person. I'm great at ideas. I'm great at putting things together. But when it comes to doing the busy work part yeah. of it, I want to avoid it. It's not my favorite. Like I need everybody else doing stuff for me and I'll just order them around and tell them what to do. Mm. So with AI, it's like I have someone to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I love it. So that's what's exciting and new for me. How about you? Oh, I was going to, because you're always in my head. I know, right? We're so connected. I was going to talk about that too. How Uh, you feel? I know how you're feeling about it because we've been discussing it and having so much fun talking about it. Well, not only just just discussing it, but I've been actually utilizing it Mm -hmm. and implementing it. I'm a creative person, Mm -hmm. but I like to be out in the limelight. Yeah. But then there's a lot of work that we have to do with our websites and content and this and that. Yeah. And it takes me off track because when I do that work, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. And so it makes the projects draw last a little longer than they need to. Yeah. And so that was, has been really frustrating for me over the years. And recently when I started using chat GPT and other AI and oh my God, Whoa. <laughs> the stuff that would take me two months, a month to write. Yeah. It writes it in one minute. Yeah. It's pretty and, awesome. It matter to me. And it's like nothing personal against you, but I'm in love. Oh my God. I'm in love. But it's okay. And, I am uh, too. Yeah. I am too. So but don't it's all worry. Good. It's, it's limited to what it could do. So it'll never replace you. Maybe. Well, you're, you're nah, not going to, you're nah, not lust. Hey, that. you're not lusting after AI, are you? No, nah, it's love, not it's lust. love. Okay. That's nah. good then. <laughs> nah. They haven't gotten to that level yet, but yeah, stay tuned. You never, yeah, know, you never. you know what, really quick, uh, before we get to our topic, you know what I was thinking last night? Mm-hmm. I wonder how AI is going to affect dating apps. Yeah. Like I'm wondering, like, is it going to make the algorithm for dating? Sure like, like, I mean, like a hundred million times better. So when people are actually matching, is it going to be real it's, matches? I like so. I, so. I, I was, it's, I was falling asleep last night thinking yeah, about that. I thought about that too. Because we've been, you know, yeah. studying it and, and interacting with it. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to change the game yeah. in dating and connecting people. Yeah. I think in time it will. I yeah. mean, you'll be able to just punch in like 
where is my ideal soul? Where is my soulmate? I'm giving yeah. you address. I know, you right? Go knock on like, that door. It'll be like give you a Google hey, map direction to their house. I'm I like, don't know. Yeah. But I feel super excited about that for people. I really, really, really love when people find each other and fall in love. So right. it is my request to the universe. Let's yeah. utilize this technology to make dating and finding each other better. Yeah. And I know some people are like, you know what? It's going to take over the world because it's too. It's going to kill human beings because it's, it's more superior than us. Human beings are killing human beings. What are you yeah. talking about? And I'm like... <laughs> But will it blow up my business? Yeah, right. <laughs> will it help me get paid yeah. up in this piece? Will it blow up my business and then in the world? Or will it end the world first? And, right. You know, so as long as I get You're my, my blow up. Okay, I love you. Then we got to, we got to, what's going to happen is going to happen. Oh, good times. Good, good times, times. Good times. So it's love, um, but not lust. Yeah, I love it. Segway. Good segue. Okay. So the main topic, is it love or lust? Yes. So let me give my scenario of that. Okay, Please people, do. here's the setup. Please do. So you meet somebody after months, maybe years of trying to find that ideal partner. Mm-hmm. And then you're with that person. And these emotions are just driving you crazy. You can't stop thinking about this person. When you're on the phone, you don't want to hang up. You're daydreaming. Your friends are getting irritated with you because that's all you talk about. And you're thinking, is this the one? Should I get married? Am I in love? Or is it just lust? lust. Hmm. So has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in a situation you were dating? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I think I kind of knew the difference, maybe because I had been married before, I had experience, I had children. And for me, the difference was very easy Mm -hmm. to, you know, determine. And it was more of, I'd meet guys Mm -hmm. that I just loved the sex with. Right. Like the sex was incredible. Like, you know, booty calls. Like you could call me at 2 a.m. and I will get up, get dressed, get in my car, go meet you, mm. handle business, go home. And why, I would. Why didn't you share this with me before we got married? <laughs> <laughs> you should have asked. You should have asked. How do you think I got skills, baby? How do you think I got skills? Uh, I, I got I, experience. No, we share everything. <laughs> I, I know I love you do. That about you. So those experiences in dating mm-hmm. were as you, you know, beneficial to me, right? Yeah. Having those and, and, lusty experiences. And to me. Yes. And for me, what I noticed with those types of interactions was I thought about them for the sex. I would do a lot to get the sex, but I didn't have anything, any connection outside of the sex. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I didn't really want to date them. I didn't want to hang out with them. I didn't really have interesting conversations. We didn't necessarily like the same thing. It was really more about like my body. It was like a Mm -hmm. physical sensation in my body. And it was an attraction, like a hotness, like a heat that I felt like I couldn't get enough of. And I really, really wanted. But the way that I knew it was lust is I was still looking for a partner this person was not going to be my partner. Like I'm some, this is embarrassing Mm. to say I was young. Please don't judge me. I didn't even like them sometimes as a person. It was just like, you got skills and you give me amazing orgasms. And Mm. I feel incredible when we're having sex, but when it's done, I'm like, I gotta go. All right. Thanks. Bye. Call me in two days. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. So for me, that was a big part of the difference. You know, for me, it was very easy most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I was ran the same program as you know. Mm-hmm. I dated a lot of women. Yeah. And I wanted to have experiences mm-hmm. because I felt like in a lot of ways, because I got married so young that I was catching up. Yeah. And I knew that eventually when I would get married, I didn't want to get into my marriage feeling like, what should I say? Eventually when I got married again, mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't want to go in feeling like I was missing something. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to feel like, okay, I experienced everything out there that I want to experience and now I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And so, that was my focus, just the experience. Mm-hmm. So I didn't let emotions get involved. But then there were every now and then some people where the lust was there and attraction was there. And there were some components that felt the look like possibility of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to weigh it out. Like, am I falling for this person? Or was it just the orgasms, the sex? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Yeah. And so I would hold off on any decisions yeah. until I knew. And then, you know, after hanging out with them, they would do or say something that is like, eh. nope, nope, that ain't, ain't it. it. Keep it moving. Yeah. This was the same thing. By the time I met you, it started off with the lust, mm-hmm. but then it was like, let's see if there's something more here. And as I scratched the surface and went deeper and deeper, the more I scratched, the more I liked. Yeah. And it was connection. It was communication. It was us being able to, to have deep conversations and dream friendship. together. Friendship. Yeah. And so that's when I started to realize, okay, big difference in the feeling. When it's lost after that orgasm, I'm like, okay, I'm done. You got to go. You got to go now. <laughs> yeah. I like you. I like you. I like you. I can't. Don't like you now. Go. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of that. <laughs> yeah. But then I also started to understand what lust really was. Yeah. And for those people that you guys don't, listeners that don't know, that lust, that feeling of being in love, what it really is, it's called limerence. And it's a chemical cocktail that the body creates, the brain creates, the oxytocin and dopamine, dopamine. and vasopressin, all these different chemicals, these intoxicating chemicals that whenever you're around that person, you literally get a high from these chemicals. And it's your brain is it reacts just like it's on cocaine, that mm-hmm. addiction. And the more you get, the more you want. That's why you get infatuated with a person. You can't stop thinking about them. You want to be around them all the time. But the problem with that is, and that's the feeling of being in love as opposed to just compassionate love. There's right. passionate like love I care about and compassionate you. love, right? Mm-hmm. But then the problem with that limerence is that between the first one to three years, eventually those chemicals start to die out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, eek, I don't feel that that infatuation anymore. Something's wrong. You need, you're doing something wrong. You need to do this to make me feel that again. And then the relationship, you know, becomes conflict, a lot of conflict. And then Mm -hmm. eventually you grow apart. Right. So a lot of people, they start off thinking that it's love, but it's really lust. And when that chemical cocktail goes away, yeah, then it's, then, then your, um, rose colored glasses -colored glasses come off. Right. Yeah. I see you. I see your flaws. And that's why they say love is blind. Yeah. Because when you're in that, intoxication at the stage when you're high, high, you, you high. tend to not see the person's flaws or yeah. the things that they're doing that you don't like. Yeah. You only focus on what that it are, is that, that you are like not and what okay you with you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking, I was like, I, I think I maybe said this before. When I was younger, when I was a kid, I loved to read. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I learned to read, I would literally hide in my closet and right. read 
love novels. And in all the love novels that I read, you know, they were like pirate ships and they would always use words <laughs> like, like, you know, he felt it in his loins and she lusted uh, after him. Uh, so I learned about lust and loins, loins yeah, lust at and about loins. 10 years old, right? Lust like I was like 10 wow. years old. So when I think of the word lust, it takes me back to those types of feelings where it's just this really intense sexual attraction that you feel in your loins <laughs> and love is more in your heart to me love is more of like i really care about you i care about what happens to you i want to build a life with you i could see us doing great things together i would be devastated to not have you as part of my world where mm -hmm. lust is more of i just want you I don't yeah. know what I want to do with you. Well, I do know what I want to do with you. Right. But beyond that, I don't know what I would do with you. It's just this part. Mm -hmm. But there's such a fine line there right. that sometimes people mistake the lust for love because it feels so good. And, and here is where I think that people get into trouble. Like I see this a lot with especially female clients mm -hmm. is obsessive thinking Mm -hmm. The way that your brain works, your brain works in patterns. So the more you focus on something, the more you're going to attract it, the right. more you're going to think about that. Right. And that hot, you know, lusty sex for us, it makes us think about it. So the, we think about it more and more and more and more and more. And then we go into obsessive thinking. And then from the obsessive thinking, we start trying to build a case to confirm that this is love. Yeah. Well, I like this and I don't like that. Like I've, I've had, we've coached women in relationships where the guy is just, to me, abusive, right? Calling mm -hmm. them bees and whores and mistreating them, but they keep going back and they try to tell me, but I love him. No, you don't love him. You're in lust. You right. like the sex. If that sexual chemistry was not there, you would not let someone talk to you like that. You would not let someone treat you that way. But because maybe you don't have experience, maybe this is the first time yeah. you got, you know, your whatever, <laughs> you got the big O that you never had before, right? That just feels so intense and so amazing that you think it's love and you want more of it. Yeah. And so I think that's where that fine line is. Yeah. You have to look at like the treatment, how you treat each other, what the compatibility is. Can you see yourself in the future with this person? Because like you said, Anthony, those chemicals are going to wear off and you can revive them yeah. in a marriage. Like I feel like you and I have a lot of lust between us and it's, it's energy that ebbs and flows, right? Like the lust comes out a lot on vacation because yeah. responsibility is killer of sexual energy. When you are focused on your bills and your kids and your house and your job and you're not like, you don't have a lot of lusty energy. You have to conjure it up. You have to right. focus on it to bring it back into your body. But vacations and when you're just chilling and you're letting go, like that energy can definitely come back and you right. can have that lusty, sexy, intense feeling and right. I think a lot of single people, because they want a partner so bad, they want love, they want the fairy tale, they want the Instagram story, right? right? That, that intense feeling, they think like, this is it, this is it. Right. But if you don't like that fool outside the bedroom, that ain't it. Yeah. And you got to really like him. 
you know, really like them for I, it to be I love. Agree. And the lust part is necessary. Lust is the bait. Mm-hmm. That's the bait to hook you in. Yes. And then once you get reeled in, if once the, the lust fades away, if there's a deeper connection, mm-hmm. then that'll start to, to be the driver of the relationship. Yeah. And lust is important because without that bait, a lot of us wouldn't get into relationships. Yeah. But you got to dig deeper. When I was a teenager and I had a, uh, there was a friend of the family mm-hmm. and she would hang with the family all the time. And I had just the biggest crush lust thing for her. <laughs> and it was like I would daydream and fantasize about us being married and having kids on a farm and oh all this my Cody God. stuff. You on a farm? Who are yeah, you right I know, now? Uh, from Brooklyn to a farm. Uh, maybe that's why I wanted a farm because I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, maybe. Yeah, and the fact that I didn't see a, a cow until I was like 15 or something. Wow. Anyway, um, we went on a trip together mm-hmm. and we went in the backseat with family members and it was like a three-day trip, and it was just us in the back seat. And I was thinking, man, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the the adults in the front, they don't pay attention to what's going in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention, adults, so, to the kids uh, in the very back seat. And it started off great. But then I, and the lust was lusty. Yeah. But after uh, <laughs> the, the, the second day, and we started to have conversations, and I started to really understand her personality. Man, it went away. I hated her. She hated me. <laughs> it was it was eye opening. And yeah. so that was a I learned a big lesson from that. But you're absolutely right. Even if it starts off as lust and that lust, that passionate love starts to fade away between one and three years, mm-hmm. you can bring it back. And that's what yeah. we've done. And when we first met, that was the deal. Oh yeah. And we sat down and it was like like, what do you want? And I explained. I don't just want a partner. I want a soulmate. Yeah. I don't just want a relationship. I want a lifetime of bliss. So I wanted to feel that passionate love throughout my entire lifetime with that person. Otherwise, I'd rather stay single. Yeah. And you agreed that you wanted the same thing. So it was like, let's figure out how to create that. Yeah. And we can't use the traditional roadmap to get there. We have to create our own roadmap. And that's what we did. That's why we're coaches today. And one of the ways we did it was we consistently focused on what we loved and appreciated about mm-hmm. each other. And we express that love and appreciation. Yes. yes. And I've talked about it before, but appreciation is love in its smallest and most concentrated form. Mm-hmm. And the more you appreciate something, the more you'll like it. And if you keep appreciating it, you'll love it. And if you continue to appreciate it, you will fall in love with it. Yes. And so that's the key to getting that those chemicals back and that passionate love back once you're in a phase where I'm past the lust, I'm in love now, I know this is true love. But I don't want that lust and that passion to die. I want the combination of both. I want it all, yeah. all, all. And yes, so, we, we yeah. all want it all. And there are some ways that you can create that, like you just said, like focusing on what you love and appreciate about each other. But I would add to that, to me, when you really love someone, you're able to accept them. There is no one perfect on this planet. And I think it's really important that you see all of your partner's stuff so that you could say, can I accept the stuff that I don't like? Like there's right. going to be stuff that you don't like. And when you can, you can be like, I can live with that. 
because I love you so much. It does not define you. It does not diminish your character in my eyes. I'm in love with your character, who you are as a person. When you can feel that way and accept the parts that you don't like, I believe that that's really love. You really love someone. You don't expect them to be perfect. You can accept them, Mm -hmm. even if you don't like everything. And then you still have that attraction. But that attraction is going to come and go in waves, and you have to be able to ride those waves. And I think sometimes when when couples, and I mean, I know we're talking about singles, but you're going to be a couple one day, so you need to learn this, that when that attraction starts to go away, people panic and are like, oh, something's wrong and we're breaking up and it's over. No, it's energy and energy's constant is into form and out of form. It's always going to be moving. So when you're not feeling that, that is a signal that you need to give your relationship some attention, yeah. have some fun, get away from all the criticizing and the busy work and all the responsibility and play a little bit. And then the other thing that I want to add to the love piece, and and our, a lot of single people fight us on this, is there's a difference between love and and chemistry, right? Chemistry is that cocktail that you're talking about, which is right. going to ebb and flow, right. but connection And connection comes through vulnerability, sharing who you truly are and then being accepted for who you truly are. And the other person is able to do the same. But what I find with a lot of single people is they're holding back. They don't want to be vulnerable at all. Even I even see it in marriages where people are holding back and don't want to let themselves be vulnerable and just showing who they are. That vulnerability really creates the connection because you're revealing parts of yourself that maybe you don't even love yet. Maybe you're not even okay with. And then you have someone that's saying, I see you. I see all of you and I love you and I accept you and I want to be with you. (laughs) To me, that is love. That's No, I'm not laughing at you. (laughs) Just when you were saying that, it was it went with the thought that I was thinking. <laughs> of course and, it and did. I had to realize of that, course it did. You know yeah, why? Because we're connected. We'd, so we'd be thinking. We'd be thinking. That's, That's what, what we'd, we'd be doing. doing. That's right. <laughs> so the thought was, I was laughing at myself and I was laughing because I was thinking like, you know what? There was a time when I would gauge it by, if it's lust hmm. and I imagine a woman taking a poop. Oh my goodness. Then I would get over that lust real fast. And <laughs> it's like, rap. it's like, rap. I don't feel you anymore. Well, that's a good guideline for you single people. Right. Visualize. And then if I, <laughs> and then if I visualize you taking a poop and I'm like, so what? I don't care. I still like you. I still want to be with you. Then that was like, okay, you're moving towards love now, buddy. And so, um, well, that I, makes sense. I knew you were in love with me when you told me you would drink my bath water. I was like, I yeah. Taking a bath or something, you're like, I'll drink your bath water. I was like, yeah. ew. Yeah, I didn't actually drink ew. it. But you must really love me if you're saying stuff I like mean, that. I mean, I might use it as a chaser, <laughs> depending on what a I'm chaser. mixing it with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. You slay me. No, but it's true. And I, and I was just laughing at myself, you know, and we all have our little weird things like that. That's if we vulnerability, though. That's that. what you're talking about. You're talking about yeah. when a, the other person is in a vulnerable position. That's very vulnerable to talk about in dating. Like, you're not going to think that normally so you were thinking vulnerable thoughts about me right so it was like is it real love or is whoever it just, you were dating is it just poopy love <laughs> <laughs> you cornball i love you and your corniness see you guys i accept i love and accept love it um so hopefully we gave you guys some 
good differentiation between love and lust. And the easiest way to figure it out, you guys, is time. I told a client this the other day, in dating, you should treat it like a new job. 90-day probation. If you still feel those feelings after 90 days, then yes, proceed with caution. But don't tell yourself you're in love after two weeks, four dates, three dates, whatever you're doing. That ain't it. You need at least 90 days. Yeah, you need to at least argue over bills. Yeah, you need to have one argument. And, and, and all vice, you, you need know, to see, see them having outside. a bad day. Yep, see them when they wake up in the morning without makeup or brushing their teeth and all of those little real life details. Yesterday, I was watching this show. All you single people should watch this show called uh, The Longest Third Date Ever. And it's about a couple that went on a third date to Costa Rica during the pandemic and they got stuck. And they got stuck in Costa Rica together for, I think it was almost 90 days. And what happened to them and and what their outcome was, was so good. You get to see it play out. Like when you don't know someone and how you have to deal with them and you can't get away from them, how you have to manage your energy and your emotions. It takes time. I know you're all in a hurry. You want to get married. You want to get the party started. You maybe have been waiting for a long time, but this is your life. This is your future. So if you give a job 90 days, give dating 90 days and see if it's just lust or if love develops, you'll know the difference. You'll know. And you know what? I know one thing for sure. Hmm. I know that for the listeners, yes. I have love. And I have love for you hanging out with us. Yes, and that was another too. great episode. And yes. thank you for supporting us. If you guys haven't gotten a copy yet, make sure you get a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving a Happily Ever After, available at Amazon.com. If you guys are interested in coaching with us, want to talk some more about this love and lust thing, then reach out to us at TheAmazingClocks.com. And if you're interested in becoming a life coach or just learning skills that you can life coach yourself, then reach out to us at lawofattractionlifecoachacademy.com. Great episode. Yes. So on that note, people, there you go. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it. See you next time. See you next time.